Somebody who studies, who is involved in the study of Torah Lishma, merits many things. And he goes on to list a whole bunch of things that one merits for studying Torah Lishma. So you have to understand, who is Rameir talking to? If he's talking to a person that studies Torah Lishma, which means he studies Torah without an agenda, not for the sake of reward, so then how does it help to tell him that he will merit these things, he is a person that is not interested in the results, in the, in the uh, merits that he gets for it, the reward that he gets for it. Now, if he's talking to a person that doesn't uh, study Torah Lishma yet, so telling him that if he studies Torah Lishma, he will receive these rewards, that will set him up for not studying Torah Lishma. By definition, he's not studying Torah Lishma. So who's Rameir talking to? So perhaps we could answer, similar to what the Ramam says, that when the Ramam explains that why does the Torah promise the reward of material uh, things, like rain and so on, for the fulfillment of Torah mitzvahs, so he says, of course, that is not the reward for the Torah mitzvahs. That is just telling the Yid that if he fulfills the, the mitzvahs of Hashem joyfully, then Hashem will take away anything that would interfere with his ability to study Torah and, and do mitzvahs. But that's not the reward. That's just helping him to continue to fulfill Torah and mitzvahs. And therefore, in a similar way, Rameir says that when a person studies Torah Lishma, Hashem will give him all kinds of rewards so that he will, it will help him to continue to study Torah Lishma. But that really doesn't work because most of the things that he lists have nothing, don't offer any kind of um, removing of, of the, the things which interfere. Another thing, some of the things that Rameir lists as being a person merits for learning, studying Torah Lishma don't seem to fit that kind of elevated status, that this is a result of learning Torah Lishma. For instance, he says, He loves Hashem, he loves the uh, people. These are both mitzvahs in the Torah, that this is not a result of learning Torah Lishma, this is an actual command that every Yid is commanded to do. Another thing, he says, distances him from sin. That's what you need in order to be distanced from sin to study Torah Lishma. In fact, in Pirkei Yavis, it says, it gives earlier, it says, you focus on these three things and you won't come to do an Aveda. And those, they're simple things. You should know from where you come, where you're going, that everything that you do is recorded and you'll have to give an accounting for it. Those are not, these are not things on the level of Torah Lishma. A third thing he says is a person will be willing, is willing to forgive his insult. If somebody insults him, he's willing to forgive. That's what comes from studying Torah Lishma, that you get insulted, but you're willing to forgive him. Torah Lishma would seem would bring you to a higher level of bittel where you don't even feel the insult. You don't care about the insult. It's, uh, who cares? That's where you should be, not that you're willing to forgive an insult. Also, a number of the words that he uses, he says, He is enveloped in humility and fear of Hashem. Why doesn't it just say, he becomes a God-fearing person, he becomes humble. Then it says, You will benefit from his counsel and advice. It doesn't say, 
one will uh, ask him for counsel and advice. They'll accept, they'll receive, they will accept his counsel and advice. What does it mean? We benefit from his counsel and advice. The third thing is, a third thing is, it uh, makes him greater and elevates him above all that is going on. So why is there a double, you know, makes him greater and elevates him? What is the double Lushim? What is uh, one, why aren't they the same? Are they not the same? So the explanation of what Rameh is trying to say. He's talking about an Oisig B'Torah Lishma. So what does Lishma, what does it mean to study Torah for its own sake? It means not for any other reason. There is no other reason why you're studying Torah, not even a holy reason. For instance, one can study Shulchan Aruch in order to know how to behave. You have to know how to live as a Jew. That's not Torah Lishma in a very subtle way. But it's, it's a holy reason to study Torah, but that's not called Torah Lishma. You're studying Torah in order to know how to behave. So Torah Lishma means to study just for the sake of studying Torah. It's a mitzvah to study Torah, that's why I study Torah. What does Oisig B'Torah mean? Somebody that is fully involved in it. It means not just somebody that studies Torah Lishma, he's fully involved in it. That's his full preoccupation. He has nothing else in, 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 that he's interested in. And the word Asik means like somebody who is into his business. We know that the person that has a business lives with it all the time. You can't forget about it. You, don't, you take it home with you, as, as they say. So his study of Torah is in the same way. He never lets up. It's always with him. So since we're talking about such a person that is completely focused on the learning of Torah Lushma, he may ask himself the following question. There are so many mitzvahs which take a lot of effort. Other mitzvahs, like ben adam l'chaveira, you have to do the gemilus chasadim. The Gemara says that somebody that says I have only Torah doesn't have Torah either. He have, you have to have gemilus chasadim as well. Gemilus chasadim means getting involved with other people. How do I have time when I'm studying Torah l'shma, oisig b'Torah l'shma, to get involved with other people? In order to develop Avas Hashem and Yirish Hashem, the Rambam says you have to focus and meditate and it takes time and you have to refine your Midas. There's so many things in Torah that take a lot of effort and a lot of time. So somebody that's focused on Isaac B'Torah Lushma, how is he going to get to all of those other things? So Rameya comes along and he says that anyone that studies Isaac B'Torah Lushma, he merits many things. Not that he is rewarded with merit many things. He merits things. The reward is something beyond that. But along with it comes certain side benefits that he merits things which will help him in order to achieve all the other areas in life which he might think that he might miss out because of his Isaac B'Torah Lushma. So those things that he merits, can be divided into two groups. There are certain things which a person merits without any effort. This is something, a byproduct that you get for studying Torah Lushma. There's no effort that you need to put into it. Then there is a type of of, uh, of, of benefit that you get, that you're zeichet to, but it only gives you somewhat. It makes it easier for you to achieve it, but in order to achieve it fully, you need to put in the effort. It doesn't come without any effort. There is effort that you have to put into it. A few of them are, as we said, we asked before about the different, the way Reb Meir words it. For instance, Malbashta Yanova Vayira. He is enveloped in, in humility and fear of Hashem. 
or it says machsharte lias chosid lias tzadik v'chosid. It makes him ready. It brings him closer. It makes him a kalia, the a receptacle to be able to be a tzadik and a chosid in Yosher and Eman. Marchakdim in achad. It distances him from sin. It brings him closer to doing mitzvahs. These are all expressions of things which they don't accomplish it for you. It doesn't say it makes you into a tzaddik. It doesn't say it makes you into a humble person. It makes you more ready to become a tzaddik. It envelops you in humility. But you're going to have to actually do the things that it takes in order to become a tzaddik, or to become humble, or to do mitzvahs and to stay away from averis. It will make it easier for you and make it closer for you if it distances you from an Avera so it's less likely that you'll do an Avera but of course you're going to have to be the one that, uh, that doesn't do an Avera if it brings you closer to do a mitzvah it'll make it easier for you to manage to do that mitzvah but you're going to have to go and do it and the same with becoming humble it puts you in a place where you can easily more easily become humble but you have to become humble that's why he uses these expressions which are only, they do somewhat of the job for you, but you have to actually complete the job. The same with Meichel al-Albayne. We asked before that, what do you mean he, he's willing to forgive for his insult? Because learning Tadal doesn't make you a completely bottled person that never, uh, never uh, hears an insult. What it does is it makes you closer to be able to forgive an insult. But if you want to be able to not get insulted at all, that you're going to have to accomplish on your own. Then there are things which it gives you as a gift. For instance, you become Oyvis Abrius, Oyvis Hamakim, you love Hashem, you love the people, you bring joy to Hashem, you bring joy to people, they benefit from counsel and advice from you, it gives you. Uh, it puts you on a higher status. These are all things which come along with studying, with learning Tehidu These are things which are fully achieved by learning Tehidu And because it puts you on a higher level, therefore the, uh, the studying Tehidu also gives you a better understanding of worldly matters. One would think that it would remove you from worldly matters. But no, because it develops your seichel also, so therefore you become someone that when he gives advice, the advice is actually useful. And because he has good advice to give, therefore people enjoy his counsel, therefore people enjoy him, they benefit from him. He's a person that you can ask a question, you can ask an eitzah in business or in some other matter. And this is actually a message not only to the person that studies Tzadah but even to people that are not on that level. Because you might look at a person like that and say that he's completely removed from worldly matters. Why am I going to ask him advice on worldly matters? Or in Askonis Siburis, you know, how to run the community. What does he know about these things? So Rameir says, no, this is the person that you should be asking. This is the person that has a clear understanding of how things should be done. If he doesn't know what the answer is, he will certainly tell you that he doesn't have advice to give you in this case. But if he does give advice and he does give counsel, that is the best counsel that you can receive. That comes from within the Torah, so that's the one that can be trusted. To answer the last point, which is, why does it say, it makes him greater and it makes him elevated? 
is because in the study of Tere Lushma, you have the two, there's a dichotomy there. On the one hand, Eisig Lushma means it removes you completely from worldly matters. On the other hand, because of the, he's uh, to be able to understand, uh, have a better understanding of worldly matters as well. So there's that dichotomy. And the same as these two expressions express that dichotomy. Magadal Godel means somebody that is greater than something else, but within range. You can call him, he's bigger. Then there is Merumam, somebody that is elevated above something else, means he's completely removed from that thing. Not in the same range, completely out of range of that lower thing. So the Gemara, the, Mish, the Brisa says, there are things which are from the fact that he's the one that can give counsel. So he is greater, but yet within range, because he's involved, he understands worldly matters. But then there is another level, which is the fact that he's a Lushma, which puts him in a removed state from the world altogether. There it's Mirei he's completely elevated from worldly matters. The Alter Rebbe says that even though someone, most people are not uh, capable of studying Torah but at the beginning of your study session, you should have a focus, um, a, a, an intent, a stated intent to learn Torah Whether you'll achieve it or not is another question, but at the beginning, you should do that. Why is that? Because since the Torah is Chachmose, the, the infinite wisdom of Hashem, how can a human mind comprehend that? Therefore, you have to put yourself in a state of bittel, to put you, set yourself aside. And then you can hope to absorb the wisdom, the infinite wisdom of Hashem, just like it was by Matan Torah, that in order for the Yidin to receive Torah, they have to say Nasa Nishma, they have to say Nasa before Nishma, in order to express their state of bittel, and then they were able to receive Torah. So also at the beginning of every study session, you have to set the agenda, Bittel, and now we can begin to study the Torah, understand with our own minds. Which explains why this mission of Rameir is at the very beginning of chapter 6 of Pirkei which is called Kenyan Torah, the way to master Torah. That's where you begin. You begin with Torah Lushma. It should have started with some basic elementary levels of study of Torah and work your way up to Torah Lushma. But no, Reb Meir, that's the, it starts with Reb Meir and Torah Lushma. Why? Because at the beginning you have to state the agenda is Torah Lushma, complete bittel. Then you can go on to master Torah.